Hello, this is Voyancher Time. What time is it? It's time to set a course for home. I'm Andrew. I'm Sarah. I'm Ben. And I'm Nate. Today we're talking about the premiere episode of Star Trek Voyager, Caretaker Parts 1 and 2, and the premiere episodes of Adventure Time, Slumber Party Panic, and Trouble in Lumpy Space. Um, these are just really phenomenal episodes of television, everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh god, they were so good, all of them. I really anticipated that this 90-minute episode of Voyager was going to be like a special episode, like what they did for like Battlestar Galactica or something like that. But nope, it's just a fucking 90-minute episode of Star Trek. It's just completely, it's just regular Star Trek. Well, I mean, it sets up the whole premise of what they're doing. Like they're getting teleported across the galaxy. They had a lot of of ground to cover. That happens in the first 15 minutes, and then it's just like Star Trek. Yeah. Which I'm not complaining. I don't think it's a bad thing. I was just not what I was expecting. (laughs) Well, but yeah, to be but fair, like, it wouldn't be much of a first episode if it was like, here's what happened, and now we'll be back Yeah, a week. And now just, <laughs> just regular Star Trek from now on. Yeah. I just kind of thought there'd be, like, action or something, but, I mean, there was, right? But, like, not in the same way that I anticipated. It was just, it was just Star Trek. It was okay. like, here's, here's, a new, here's a new thing of Star Trek, and also they're, like, a million miles from home. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I was really into the, the fact that they just threw you into that like experience. kind of like what we're doing with this podcast we're not yeah. talking about anything about why we decided to do this or anything mm-hmm. like that <laughs> correct that's for patreon backers you can no <laughs> we have to have context time, no one origins <laughs> uh because we had a stupid idea one night <laughs> that's why I we're mean... doing it I think actually, okay, so I'll tell you the reason why I'm excited about this, and that's because I think that Voyager and Adventure Time have very similar thematic ideas, and there's a lot of uh, overlap between the episodes, uh, almost like when you put on uh, The Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. I was, I did read a thing yesterday, which was like boiling down all of the different Star Trek series to like what it, what they essentially are, and Voyager was basically like Star Trek, but this one's an adventure series, so... I, I see that. I can't really see how that would link up with this other TV show we're watching. Yeah, I was going to say, I, th- I thought you were going to say you read something about how these two shows were similar we in nature. <laughs> <laughs> right, because we, we just, this just randomly came up when we were recording our other, like, dead podcast that we decided to throw <laughs> away into the void in favor of doing this, which had never been released. Into mm-hmm. the Delta Quadrant. Hey, sometimes. Patreon backers. Sometimes you just need to <laughs> workshop some things, all right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm really excited for this. I'm excited to go through and watch Voyager, which is a show I've never seen, and honest to God, see if we can find some links between Voyager and Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. I think there will be more there than Sarah is anticipating. Well, so I think at the end of each episode, <laughs> we have to kind of like make a summarization of what the connection is. And Absolutely. what the moral of the Absolutely. story was. Right. Or, yeah. Okay. I'm, um, I'm down for that. Yeah. It was insane to me that they started this episode of Voyager with a fucking crawl. Like, the whole, like, first 10, 15 seconds of this looked like it was straight out of Star Wars. I mm-hmm. thought the same thing. Like, my fir- my first note was, wow, that's a Star Wars crawl, huh? Yeah, this whole thing was. Yeah, it's weird that they did that. But it makes sense now, since I just I just watched, like, I watched Voyager. I'm the only one here who has seen all of Voyager already. Um, mm, I have correct. not watched Adventure Time, so that's what's going on here. But um, yeah, so the three so, of us have all seen Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. So I should say I, just, I haven't seen all of Adventure Time. I also have not seen all of Adventure Time, but I've seen a lot. Oh, of okay, it. so I'm the only one who's seen all of Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's good. It is. I just recently watched all of the Next Generation for the first time, and about halfway, or maybe like the last season of that, has a bunch of stuff in it that leads up to the beginning of Voyager, which I did not know when I first watched Voyager, which was way oh, before cool. that. Mm-hmm. So hmm. it makes a lot more sense now. 
the you whole. You see Jima get her commission? No, you see all the stuff with the Maquis, like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, sure. So Chakotay is from a planet that they have this whole episode about. Basically, it's a planet. <laughs> I still kind of, it's funny that they, well, it's not funny. I don't know. It's weird that they decided to t- tackle this topic, but they gave this planet to um, a Native American nation. And then wow. they were like, actually, you need to move your planet and colony to somewhere else because the Cardassians want this planet. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. And so the episode was about Picard trying to deal with all of that. Um, I did pick up that Chakotay was Native American, but I just yeah. assumed he was from Earth and not from like a the Same. second, third reservation. Oh no. My God. Well, that's why he's fighting in the Maquis because he's yeah. from this colony that's being displaced because yeah. of this whole situation. Yeah. Interesting tattoo on Chakotay, by the way. Can you imagine, like, your first tattoo ever is a facial tattoo? <laughs> well, you don't know well, that's his only know. tattoo. I suppose, I suppose that's true. Don't know. Yeah. He's got tattoos. But that's his connection. The, all the other, like, people on that planet had that. Oh, uh, okay. So hmm. that's, yeah. I, I did have so, quite a few questions about, like, who are the McKee? I don't know who they are. Yeah, what is going they, on here? They literally was, just throw that in there yeah, without there any that explanation. Yeah. Yeah, well, there was a the crawl. Text, right. right, they're like, yeah. read this really fast. Okay, now we're going. <laughs> so I paused it and tried to read it like four times, and I still had no idea what was going on. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, Allison had watched it all the way through before, so I had to pause and like, okay, what does any of this mean? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my first note was in the enter, like the beginning of the episode, um... Actually, it was prior to the episode starting. It was just the, you know, the, um, the splash picture or whatever, and it is Janeway's strong, powerful hair. Oh yeah. <laughs> is... I have other notes about Janeway's hair later. Yeah, there's okay. some interest. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I my first note is that uh, the 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 '90s CGI intro is challenging, but holy shit, that intro is so good. Uh huh. It's gorgeous. I got so my body gives it up for anything and i got chills when the ship goes to that nebula and there's like the the, the like the glowing stuff in front of it oh so good mm-hmm. it was excellent i don't like that phrase my body gives it up for <laughs> <laughs> it is an interesting choice of words speaking but... of yeah, challenges um... the second time i've used that tonight <laughs> god uh, the music is so good and there's that bit where like the, the camera pans from underneath the ring planet through the ring mm-hmm. you can see all the rocks and everything and the ship flies around I'm like oh shit <laughs> it was so good it's really good that yeah. everything about it the music mm-hmm. i love it that's good because you're gonna have the chance to hear it a lot i mean you can skip it but also i'm not going to ever no, probably not are no. you committing I'm... to that do i need to discuss my gonna... theory of the magic circle uh, I, think so. yes. I think so. I think so. You're going to need to explain that. All right. So the magic circle is this concept that when you are entering a work of fiction, and it's used a lot in video games, but I'm applying it here, uh, you sort of you do a lot of setup work to help the person engaging with the media sort of be e- make it easier for them to suspend their disbelief and to enter in the, the fiction that they're playing with. So like in a video game, it's doing things like, the menus, like the introduction menu mm-hmm. the, the, is like set up so it's got like the, the themes of the game and it's like stylistically the same and that kind of thing. And so I strongly believe that when you start watching a TV show, you should watch like everything from beginning to end, including the uh, introduction, it, like the the, 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 the the intro to it, the whatever it is, what do you, the title cards, whatever. The point mm-hmm. is that it sets up the, the style and the, the theme credits. and everything you're going to be going for. The uh-huh. credits, yeah. So it gets you I, into the mood to, to watch the episode and it makes it a better experience overall. I contextually agree with you, unless it's a case of like where you're watching episodes back to back. Yeah, but the, right. yeah, but then I watch it the first time, and then yes, yeah. yeah. And in some cases, the intro is so good. I'm gonna call out Fringe here because holy shit, that's so good. And Fringe did this really cool thing where they would do like episodes set in the past, and they would change the intro to be in the past. Like the mm-hmm. '80s intro to Fringe is amazing. Yeah, that's so, very good. Yeah. Uh, the best I is because think... they would have like these fringe technologies, and in the eighties, it's like compact disc DNA and that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of the Star Trek ones are pretty good, except for Enterprise. I don't like the Enterprise Ooh. one. 
Hmm. What it's got a dumb like guy singing. It's not the same. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't remember it. And actually, I don't really love the Picard one, but it's not as bad as Enterprise. Enterprise is cool because it shows the development of human warp technology, starting with the. Okay, uh, that's fine, but the song is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go listen to it right now because it's been probably 15 years since I listened to it. Okay. It's been a long road. Getting from there to here It's been a long time But my time is finally near And I will see my dream Are you holding your mic again? I just need to know. No, I am not. I'm, okay. I never hold my mic. You held it last time. No, I rested it on my big chubby belly. Okay, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Technically, your Are body you holding that? it. <laughs> Are you doing that? It's sitting on the coffee table. It's no, sitting on your... Something on something else, okay. Yes. Just wanted to know. I will touch the sky and they're not gonna hold me down no more. No, they're not gonna change my mind. Cause I've got faith of the heart. Oh yeah, this is bad. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are you guys watching? I it? will touch the sky. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm watching it's it right now. Ringtone. I remember this being really good, but I was probably twelve when I saw well, it. Well, it's okay. I forgive a twelve year old for <laughs> I would not. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we how do we want to format this, I guess? I've got strength of of the soul. (laughs) God. (laughs) Holy Lord. (laughs) It is cool, though, that it's like it's it's human exploration uh, in the Star Trek universe starting. Right. That's that's a cool idea. I think it's cool. It is cool how they tried to, you know, connect what we have in real life to what is going on in Star Trek. Yeah, that's cool. But the song is shame good. they picked that music. That's pretty real bad. bad. <laughs> All right, this is a Voyager podcast <laughs> <laughs> and Adventure Time. Yes. Uh, today we're talking about the Star Trek Voyager episode, season one, episode one, Caretaker, part one and two. While searching for a missing Maquis ship with a, a Starfleet spy aboard, USS Voyager swept away to the Delta Quadrant, more than seventy thousand light years from home, by an incredibly powerful being known as the Caretaker. We're also discussing the Adventure Time episode, Slumber Party Panic and Trouble in Lumpy Space. Slumber Party Panic, Finn and Princess Bubblegum must protect the Candy Kingdom from a horde of candy zombies they accidentally created and deal with the consequences of breaking a royal promise. In the end, the two are able to avert the zombie apocalypse. And Finn must travel to Lumpy Space to find a cure for Jake, who contracted, quote, the lumps from Lumpy Space Princess. At Princess Bubblegum's Marshmallow Tea Party. In Lumpy Space, Finn and Jake find the antidote, and the two are able to attend the weekly prom coming. Was that good? Yes. Well, good. Cool. Very good. <laughs> I heard you starting to laugh in the background, and I almost lost it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that Star Trek episode, man, I was I love real that... into it really quickly. It's really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I love that New Zealand is a prison colony, making it the new Australia. <laughs> they just take the entire fucking country and turn it into a prison colony like it's Britain in the Well, 1500s. I would I would guess that's probably not the whole country, probably, but I guess I don't know. I probably. mean, the title for it was just New Zealand, comma, prison colony, so mm. I don't know what I'm supposed to take from well, that. Well, a prison colony in New Zealand, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that was an interesting way to kind of start things off, having this... Um, what I called the um, Brady Bunch of uh, crew members. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Sir, I have an important question for you. Yes. Tom Paris with his jumpsuit, like very casually unbuttoned down to like his belly button. Is he hot? Is he a hot man? I have a question before the answer. How is that casual? This <laughs> 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 is a casual prison jumpsuit. Yeah. yeah. Um,. Also, apparently in Star Trek, all clothes have been replaced by jumpsuits because nobody in this episode wore anything but a single piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's efficient. So... It's, it's functional. Except to make poopies. 
Well, there might be a butt flap. The cute, you never they know. They got the butt flap. <laughs> yeah, the cute little, little buttons in the back. You get to like button it's, one. It's <laughs> the future. They've figured out how to handle all of that. They just beam the poop out. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> it's like how uh, how wizard, out, wizards Scotty. did it in uh, Hogwarts back in the day. Except, oh, for, except this time with computers and technology. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, there's somebody who would have had to make that technology. <laughs> would have had to like be the person like, yeah, oh. so I'm researching how to just get boot, poop right out your butt before it gets mm-hmm. into your jumpsuit. It's a problem and we need to we need to fix oh this. Yeah, it's, it was... it's a direct descendant of Sir Thomas Crapper. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping yeah, they, it in the they, family. Transporters were invented for keeping poop out of your body until they realized they could be doing much larger things with them. <laughs> until they realized there's actual uses that aren't related to poop. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but to, to be fair, still kind of related to poop. <laughs> it's still being used for that. <laughs> You're still moving poop around. <laughs> oh my. I can Just hear how much Sarah hates this conversation right now. I'm the one who brought it up, so I kind of regret it, but it's fine. All right, so Tom Paris, personality aside, is he is he a hottie? Just physically. He's not my type. He's fine. I, can I don't. See I, how... I wrote down Tom would be hot if he was wearing real clothes, meaning like okay. not fake space future clothes. Right. And or his his dumb prison jumpsuit that he had unbuttoned because it was yeah. just so it's hot, it's hot. I guess. Yeah. Because he's so hot. <laughs> So the interesting thing to me watching this so close to finishing up my TNG watch, there the guy who played Tom Paris played a character in Next Generation who has a very similar backstory but is not the same guy. And I couldn't remember the Jimmy guy's... Madrid. What? Jimmy Madrid. Because Tom Paris. I. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but... <laughs> Can I get a clip of that sigh forever? <laughs> <laughs> For the record, Sarah, it's a bad joke, so don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> so who does he play in TNG? I assume a one-off? I think it was like a two-parter, but there was a... Um, maybe it was just... and It was an episode when Wesley was at um, Starfleet Academy. Ah. And he's on this team of people and they're i can't remember exactly they're do, they do some illegal flight pattern thing to try and show off and it goes bad and one of them dies and the guy who played tom was the guy in charge of that mission so he gets expelled from the academy and is like disgraced or whatever and that's kind of similar except for the guy tom paris was in in starfleet and then he got kicked out because of a similar situation I don't really know why they did almost the exact same thing, why they could have just taken the same character and made him into the, mm-hmm. the guy. I don't know. But Rick Berman just found that backstory so compelling. Yeah, it's really thrilling and <laughs> makes a lot of difference in the long run of the show. It's so irrelevant because it gets like, it, it's expunged it's in the first like, like 30 immediately. minutes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, by the way, you're not an observer anymore. By the way, you've been like promoted and you're in Starfleet again. Here you go. <laughs> And, like, all the conflict that could be set up for him with that uh-huh. is just like, you know what? We're just going to put it and let, let bygones be bygones. It's fine. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I don't know if it continues later in episodes, but even, the, like, between him and Chakotay, it's just like, all right, no, we're fine. We're professionals. <laughs> well, kind of. He says, a bu- Tom says a bunch of racist shit to him. And so yeah. that's cool. Yeah, there's Tom that. is, like, not, like, great in this episode. I don't remember yeah. how, if he gets no. better, but. He was also super creepy hitting on that pilot in the show. Yeah. yeah. To like everybody, like yeah, he's, then he just immediately makes out with that uh, the woman when they get transported to the yeah to the, the holographic array. lady. Yeah. She's like pulls oh, yeah. them away, and then he just starts making out with her out of nowhere. Like, okay, bud. That lady has my favorite line of the episode when they're asking about what's in the barn, and she just goes, or the, the seller's like, just potatoes, onions, but it's real private, and then goes back to making out with Tom <laughs> Paris. We'd never find out what's in that damn root cellar either. I guess it's just potatoes and onions. <laughs> Why would you question if it's anything but potatoes and onions at that point? <laughs> so, 
So right after they get teleported to the Delta Quadrant, they're like trying to figure out what's going on and all that sort of thing. And Janeway goes down to engineering and there's this little shot where she's fixing her hair. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that. I thought it was an interesting little bit about her character. Like, so I feel like you could read it two ways. You could read it as she's like needlessly vain or what I think they were going for was that it says a lot about her character and her the obligation she feels as a captain to present just like this perfect, unmoving, unemotional wall at all times. Like she's the rock for the crew. She always has to like be consistent and polished and like in command, even when shit is going absolutely crazy. Uh, there was obviously so many times where it was like the way that you knew shit was going down was when her hair was not completely like mm-hmm. perfectly right. taken care of. Like when they're getting attacked and all of a sudden her hair is wild and like, the first thing that happens after the attack it's like one of the first things I noticed like for the scene transition was that she had been able to like or that was one of the first things she did was like get herself together, get her hair all pulled back again. So in like this really brief moment of privacy too. Mm-hmm. See, you guys had all these insightful things. I was just like, well, how the fuck did her hair get that messed up from what just happened? And also, <laughs> it's now like pristine again with no flyaways. I'm like, that is not realistic. <laughs> but Don't worry. I had other right. things that were not uh, very insightful. For example, uh, I made the comment of Tuvok sound. Every time I heard it, I kept thinking Tupac. So <laughs> Tuvok is so good, though. I, love I know him. he's he was very good. I appreciated the Tuvok speech patterns sound an awful lot like Spock's, and I yeah. realized that like every Vulcan is based mm-hmm. off of Spock, and they all talk mm-hmm. like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, to your point, Andrew, there is a, there is that small little monologue she had later about um, you know like being feeling like she's not getting to the know to know the crew enough, or like she's holding herself in that position, like kind of keeping that distance between herself and the right. crew mm-hmm. and how she was yeah kind of reflecting on that i'm really curious to see how that plays out for her in the future I, i'm because her mm-hmm. relationship with the crew is so at arm's length and then mm-hmm. i have this moment down at the bottom where you get like a real genuine janeway smile and like mm-hmm. how happy it made me and how much i like wanted to like do something to make her proud to see that smile <laughs> like those moments where she like lets you in past like the perfect mm-hmm. hair and the steely demeanor and everything like that like those are gonna be really good in the show i can already tell the f- the first w- time that I knew that I really really liked her was uh, I assume it was her husband that she was talking to mm-hmm. at the beginning about the- her dog I who was pregnant. I think it's just a boyfriend. I, I definitely know. thought I definitely thought it was like the tenth in her l- recent string of escapades with young hot men. <laughs> well, I didn't <laughs> think that, fair. but she they have different houses, so they're not living together. Yeah, it, it was like I wasn't. I would just made that assumption, but like. Yeah. Uh, that like moment where she was just so like wanting uh, this guy to take care of her dog that was pregnant and about to have puppies and like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Uh, like all of the little things of about their relationship. Like it's like, Oh, I already did that. And then being like, mm-hmm. Oh, I love you. And then leaving. And then stuff yeah. like that. it was yeah. so good. It was all so good. Uh, I was really disappointed that she'll never get to see those puppies. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She, she, I hope maybe she'll see them as grown-up dogs, but she'll never get to see them as puppies. Yeah. Well, there will be pictures and stuff. Spoilers. Well, there's not in the show, I don't think. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, no. That dude could take pictures. Yeah. He could. That's true. That's true. And if he doesn't take pictures, then she should dump his ass. For real. Puppy pictures are an extremely but, important thing in the universe. Yes. Yes. I feel like I've watched... All of the, I mean, I have watched every premiere of every single Star Trek show, and Voyagers is really good compared mm-hmm. to all of them. I want to say it's really one of the excited. best. It feels like it's the most, and I didn't, rem- I remembered it being like campy or whatever from when I watched it a long time ago, but it's really not. I mean, it is because it's 90s Star Trek, but yeah, like, right. the acting isn't as bad as I remember, <laughs> and like, the characters are already really like well crafted and yeah, they, yeah. like the I mean, actors feel like they know who they are. They're not like right. looking around like, like I don't know who this is yet. It yeah. feels really established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see that so much in various TV shows where it's like, you don't like 
they haven't really gotten to a groove of who their character is until like a full season in sometimes. Right. Right. Like Parks and Rec. Like yeah. some of those characters yeah. just change so of the dramatically. Biggest examples. Nowhere is that clear than I think with Neelix, who cool. that's a wild character, and he shows up <laughs> and you just know everything about this guy like right off the bat. Okay. Mm-hmm. On on the point of Neelix, I think I want to address this for all of the aliens we saw on the show. Holy shit, they were some Doctor Who ass looking mm. aliens in this show. <laughs> there uh the Ferengi Hagler at the beginning mm-hmm. with, oh, yeah. with Harry Butthead. Kim. Yeah. Like You know that's a main character on Deep Space Nine, right? I did not. Yes. <laughs> Are they on Deep Space Nine? I had a note about that. Yeah, that's where they were. That's where they that's start. Excellent. Okay. I love those big eared fellows. Quark. Yeah, the Ferengi go back to Deep uh Next Generation. Mm-hmm. That's when they were first introduced, and they are my least favorite alien race on the whole show. I like the Star Trek approach to aliens, which is just like take a person, put some shit in their forehead, and call it a day. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. that's how. That's get ready for that because it's going to be every single one. Mm-hmm. Well, it starts with the fucking spoonheads, the uh, Kardashians. Kardashians, what are they? Kardashians, yeah. I al- Kardashians, don't worry. Yeah. I also kept thinking Kardashians, so mm-hmm. like I, I had that in my notes. I was like, "Am I dumb?" Um, we're not even a third of the way through this episode because there's this whole bit about like the Ocampas and all this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, at this first, is the yeah, problem. Really... For me. Yeah, like I fell asleep a little bit because uh, I was also drinking <laughs> at the time uh, when they were talking okay. about the planet, and then I was like, "Oh, damn it! I need to rewind that and do it again." But when they were talking about the planet, yeah, uh, there was some uh, some description of the like what was going on on the planet uh, or water with Neelix, something like that. But yeah, he like owes a bunch of water to like the surface people, but yeah, underground Mm -hmm. people. It's I don't think it's that interesting. That that was definitely the weakest part. I did I did enjoy it once they like got onto the planet and actually started doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have very many notes about this section. I go straight from like Neelix and his look all the way down to mm-hmm. human. I say every, every alien race in Star Trek is just human from the eyes down. <laughs> yes, they're they're working with a budget here, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I'm not complaining. Like, it, it could be bad, but it's not for some reason, and it just works. They just really lean into it, and it works really well. Yeah, because it's not really about what they look like. Mm-hmm. Right. It's about the story and whatever's going on with that. But so I feel like we don't need to get too like obsessed over the fact that, you know, it looks like they're in a mall <laughs> in that part. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I did looked some research up. on this. It, they filmed oh, it go- in the LA Convention Center, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which I was like, because I, I had just watched Starship Troopers a couple weeks ago. I was like, this is the exact same set as the Starship Troopers school. And sure enough, yes, LA Convention Center, just like everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they they filmed some stuff. Um, oh, it might not be the LA, it might be the Anaheim Convention Center. But there's something like that they filmed around uh, for Picard, too. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, they got to work with what they've got <laughs> in... Yep the location that they're using but yeah it looks future it worked for me yeah i mean i felt like they were in a mall like the part when they were on the escalator i was like they're in a mall (laughs) yeah (laughs) like there's it's a space escalator they have escalators in the delta quadrant they don't have any other way for them to i mean i know it would have cost too much money to have them like make a new space future elevator but whatever I still like that it was an escalator (laughs) yes it was funny so what do you guys think about uh the characters like who do you like so far who do you not like janeway kicks ass yeah janeway's fantastic obviously very good uh i did have a soft spot for tuvok and uh kim uh, ensign kim Kim. was also very Mm -hmm. cool if he didn't even if he didn't do a ton he was trying and i liked that so right it's his first mission i he, uh, he wasn't my favorite i wouldn't say he was my favorite i just had a soft he spot was a for a likable person. He's got no personality. <laughs> he played clarinet. He's a baby. He at the Juilliard Symphony. I'll say I am excited to see where he goes. But in this first episode, I was kind of like, "Hey, he gets a needle plush into his chest. What's the big deal if he dies this episode? It's fine." Uh, he got it, he got infected with the lumps. Uh, he, he got did. impregnated. He got, yeah. Is what happened. Oh my god! They did. Get he got the inseminated. Lumps. That is that is one of the strong connection points in these episodes. That's true. Yeah, he got the lumps. 
Thanks for laughing at it when I pointed that out, Andrew. <laughs> oh, I'm, okay. So we'll take, let's let's uh, let's look behind the curtain for a second here. Uh, my headphones disconnected just now, so I couldn't hear anything y'all were saying for about thirty seconds. I just did the I just did the layup for you, Ben. I just thank made you. sure you got the credit for it. Nate, right. thank you. You're the real MVP. Uh-huh. Retroactively, I'm going to go back in my brain and I'm going to erase the part where I thought Nate was funny and I'll replace it with you. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, has anyone noticed that Nate never has any good jokes? Well, it's hold on. Bad. It's hold on. Ben. Hold on, no. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> B- uh, Bellana was also very good. Oh, yeah, yes. Bellana was awesome. Uh, I'm excited to see how they do her, like, do her character moving forward. Like, yeah. where yeah, they're going to so take her. It's, it's already started off being this interesting being, for her being half Klingon and already being, like, acknowledging, like okay, I really already struggle with that side of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, I like, Sarah, your description of Klingons as toxic masculinity, colon, the culture has really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I think, a really smart, interesting choice for them to make their main Klingon character half human and also a woman and just see where they go with that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Star Trek just really has a good, like, setting to kind of play with in that way where you're just like okay but what if we do this thing with with the setting or what if we do this thing with the setting mm-hmm. so like yeah yeah it's really smart it's it's smart in a lot of ways mm-hmm. they have a lot of this like they lay out a lot of good stuff for the short term like one or two episodes in the future and then a lot of really interesting long-term stuff you can see develop for sure tom didn't land for me I hated him so much. He's supposed to, right? He's, he's clearly set up that way. Yeah. He's supposed to be he's, the ladies' man. There's like always it, one of them. In TOS, right. it was Kirk. In Next Gen, it was Riker. In Deep Space Nine, it was... The Ferengi. No. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be the doctor, but that kind of didn't work out. So I don't know what it's, they ended uh, up doing. It's the security officer. No, come on. It's uh. It's oh my, not it's Odo. The, the... No. Yeah, it's Odo. Sexless it's not, Odo. It's not Odo. <laughs> no, it's uh. Who's the commander of Deep Space Nine? It's him. N- no, it's not. He has so much powerful sexual charisma. Okay, <laughs> but he's me? not going around hitting on people. He's worrying about being he a dad. He doesn't need to. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like if we're trying to compare Tom to other characters, the one that would be that one at the beginning of Deep Space Nine, anyway, is Julian Bashir. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you even know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen the first two seasons of Deep Space Nine. Okay, just checking. I didn't know if you were just like, sure, yeah, I agree. Or No, 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 you're something. absolutely right. Okay. He's the, um, oh my god, who's the Battlestar Galactic character he looks exactly like? Guy's Baltar. Baltar. He's the Guy's Baltar <laughs> in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, but less successful. And less of a Which weenie. is really saying something, <laughs> considering. Anyway. Um. So... This is probably just something dumb for me, but something that I've really, really dug in with on Tom Paris for something to hate when he's getting his food from, uh, what is it, the replicator? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And he, his choice is hot, plain tomato soup. He has a machine that can com- make anything. I know, and I have. I can't even all- get tomato soup right. I have all in all caps in my <gasps> notes. There's so many soups on this ship. And that's what he picks. Yeah. Like, nothing nothing wrong with tomato soup. I like no. tomato soup. But, you know, it's your first day on the ship. And you're just like, I, I, I really just want, like, this basic-ass soup with nothing in it. And nothing to go with it. <laughs> yeah, not even a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. Yep. That scene, that little bit where he's discussing with the, uh, the replicator. I, so... My first encounter with that scene was, I guess, eight years ago when I was getting my uh, human computer interaction degree, where this was shown as a bad example of how to do a verbal UI. <laughs> I mean, I agree. It, it was bad, like, but still, he yeah. he should have been like, I, I'm just more mad at his choice in soup. So, <laughs> can we talk about choices of suits? What? I'm so confused. Where are you bit... going with this? I f- we don't have to talk about it now, but we need to talk about Neelix's suit that he has made for him. <laughs> Do we really? That thing is uh... sensational. Holy shit! His clothes are amazing. <laughs> okay, 
Yeah. My note you... for Neelix is just that he's the Jar Jar of Voyager. <laughs> you, you mentioned that, and I was like, okay, yeah. I'm going to keep an eye out for Neelix. And then he popped up on screen the first time, and I was like, I mean, yeah. Uh, he sucks. Well, you guys better get ready, because Neelix is in the entire show. <laughs> oh, boy. He sure is. I have no problem with Neelix. <laughs> like... I, uh, I will say I don't have as strong of feelings about him as I do Jar Jar, but he is <laughs> Well, that's whole, good, because Jar Jar is much worse. Yeah, he's just a whole lot, especially when you're compares, like, yeah. comparing to like the setting and the rest of the characters. And Janeway? <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. He actually does make sense as a character. It's not like he's just there for, like, colorful alien guy. Like, he's the only person there that, well, and Kes, but, like, the only two people who are on the ship now who know anything about the place that they're in. Mm-hmm. So that's he that's does serve a narrative natives. purpose. Mm-hmm. He's not mm-hmm. just like comic relief or something. So there's that. But is this a common thing for, I suppose this is not a common situation, for them to take people from the places they visit? Like with them? Well, take, no, like not like. Well, I mean like, I don't mean like, I <laughs> don't mean like they're Why does kidnapping them. kidnapping people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they meet other people who are like, hey, I want to come with. Did you hear about Starfleet? I hear they just kidnapped like a whole like school this time. <laughs> I think most of the time when they find somebody who's like, I want to come with you, they do let them come with them. But then they're like, we're going to take you to this planet where it's where you'll be happy and yeah, you can do the right. thing that you're trying to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not usually we'll take like, you if you can I'm... answer one question. What kind of soup do you like? Oh it better not be hot, plain tomato. <laughs> okay, we need to talk about... If this show is out now, coming out now, Tom and Harry would be endgame couple. Discuss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, bu- I am 100% on board with you. Uh-huh. Like, oh, my God. That makes so much sense, Yes. <laughs> Well, there are no Shiro and Saladin, but I see where you're going. <laughs> well, like, okay, like, Tom rescues Harry from that thing in the bar. He, like, comes mm-hmm. to do his rescue, and then he comes to his rescue at the end. Like, he that sacrifices thing in the bar. Him, He, like... That, that's a way to <laughs> refer to a, a Ferengi. <laughs> no, I meant, like, the situation. But I don't like Quark, so I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> anyway, yeah, like, they have so many... What is the interaction they have, like... Oh, so you shouldn't... You, I put down... They even have the stay away from me for your own good. I make my own decisions exchange, which is oh like God. straight oh up fan God. fiction. Yes, it is. Like, oh, my God. This is incredible. Thank you. It's for like, it's it's like Bella and Edward have that conversation in Twilight. I am going to be looking for those scenes through the rest oh. of the series now. Mm-hmm. You should, because it's a thing. Oh, my God. This is I bet if you went on Archive of Our Own, the most common category for Voyager <laughs> would be Harry and Tom. Uh, one moment. See- <laughs> Does he get a personality in the episodes, or is he always just sort of like sad man on an adventure? Kim? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really remember. He stays an ensign for a very long time, like longer than an ensign should be an ensign. Oh, boy. I don't remember if he gets promoted before the end of the show, but. Okay. I do really like Hologram Doctor. Oh, he's so good. He's okay. He's really good. So, the top ships. It's a good, really good concept, too. The top mm-hmm. ships for Star Trek Voyager, according to AO3. Oh, my God. Number yes. one, Chakotay Janeway. Okay. Two, I don't like that. No. Me neither. <laughs> uh, two, Tom Paris. It's like, that's like what? That's like thinking about my parents having sex. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number two, Tom Paris Bellana. Not huge of that. No, no, no. Number three, uh, Catherine Janeway and Seven of Nine. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's better than her and Chakotay. Let's just be real. Number four, Chakotay and Tom Paris. What the fuck? What is... You're letting me down, <laughs> AO3. Number five, number five, Kim and Paris. Okay. okay. Oh, number At five. least it's on the list, but damn. That would not be that way if it was coming out now. It's it's higher than the second appearance of Chakotay and Janeway. 
<laughs> okay, that doesn't make me feel better. Seven of Nine in Janeway says an awful lot about the kind of fanfic that was being written back then. Uh, the most recent fanfic for Voyager came out today. <laughs> no, I like it for sure. <laughs> is it Harry Tom? Uh, it is. Oh God! Uh... <laughs> I. It's Janeway Seven of Nine. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's weird because I thought their relationship was more like, what? Original characters. Yeah. The one of the tags is just original characters. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. I don't trust these people. I'm going to look. For a more reputable source. Yeah. (laughs) Fanfiction.net. Come to my rescue. All right. Maybe we should talk about the other shows that we're uh, <laughs> supposedly also putting on this podcast. Okay, so Adventure yeah, Time, I, episode one. Wait, before we... Can we talk about the Doctor just for a brief second? Okay, more? yes. Um, I hated the first Doctor. I love the RoboDoc. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, was, oh, I think that's I was just, so intentional that they made the Doctor yes. that is being replaced. Oh, yeah. They made the original Doctor was like the most generic, douchey-looking guy. Yeah. Just, yeah. like, kind of generically mad at Tom Paris, too. Like, mm-hmm. We didn't yeah. know each other. We never met. But I heard about what you did. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, bud. Cool. The holographic temporary doctor who has to be the long-term doctor is such a good concept. I'm mm-hmm. really, really excited to so see where much. this goes. Yeah. He didn't... There was just, like, such a small snippet of him in this episode, but he gets so good. Oh, my God. I was so happy when, like... When he appeared the first time and was just being mm-hmm. sassy at everybody during the entire thing. Yeah. Tricorder. Medical. <laughs> medical tricorder. tricorder. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Um, he really wants people to murder him though, right? What? Excuse me? When you turn him off, he just oh. goes away, right? Like, no, that's he some... just doesn't want to feel like his time is being wasted. I'm sorry, Andrew. Do you think you are murder? Do you think you're murdering your computer every time you turn it off? Do, do you have to reinstall <laughs> everything after you shut down your computer? <laughs> he just goes oh. to sleep. He hibernates. My computer doesn't diagnose and then do stuff. So. I can't have a conversation <laughs> with my computer. That's not. Uh, that's, that's not, not true. <laughs> I mean, you're you're talking to us right now. Oh, okay. Oh my God. Don't... <laughs> hey Siri. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Like Siri, Cortana, or whatever. I have that shit turned off. Well, yeah. Well, well, so you could talk to them, but you're choosing <laughs> not to. But you could. I don't know. Them. I mean, it's the way he talks about it makes it seem like he goes into like this weird like stasis sort of thing, where like like it's painful him because he really wants people to turn him off. Like, is it uncomfortable for him to be like? I truly, alive, awake? I truly just think he feels like his time is being wasted based on his personality. He's just like, are you guys yeah. serious? Like, what am I supposed to do now while you guys are off adventuring? I'm stuck here because he can't I leave. Hope so. As a parent of two young children, I can tell you a certain amount of lack of sleep, yes. It's painful to be awake. I was, <laughs> was going to say, it sounds like he's just going to go to sleep when you're turning yeah. him off. Like, All right. He's finally yeah. able I to sleep. So. I hope so. Like, it, yeah. I want to say eventually they give him the ability to turn his program off himself. God, I hope but so. But I he don't deserves know how long that to. takes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right. My final note on this episode is that the the prop of like the deflated caretaker just looks like a big piece of poop and it's mm-hmm. disgusting. <laughs> okay, also the caretaker so fucking dumb. He can like transport people across the galaxy, but he doesn't but have I'm the so idea. Tired. But yeah, I'm so tired. <laughs> I never thought about the like banjo. <laughs> never thought about like whether or not the Okampa could take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean Come on. I, I kind of don't blame him for thinking that they would not be able to take care of themselves if they only live for nine years. Also, have you met them? <laughs> well, I mean, Cass yeah, is pretty do- resourceful. The rest That's of true. them, I don't know. but Yeah. Is she going to die? Like, in the next episode? In the next episode, no. No spoilers. No spoilers. We'll I'm not going to tell you week. anything. She's she's going to be on no the spoilers. show for a while. Okay. Oh, I have one more thought about this, too. So I would like to institute a death pool where anytime one of us thinks that a character is going to die during the, the TV show, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is, we'll record it and we'll keep track of it. Okay. I would like to start a death pool for Tuvok because 
Janeway promised him up and down that he would that he specifically would make it mm-hmm. back. So one hundred percent chance he is going to die before the ep- before the season is out before or before the show is out. Okay, this is my prediction. I'm gonna okay. put one on early for Harry because he's definitely like you mentioned, kind of the most disposable as in terms of like drama. <laughs> Right. Like a red shirt, but he's on the show for real, yeah. like has a name right. and stuff. Right. I don't I don't have enough info yet to be able to commit to a Deadpool for someone. Okay, so I'm putting a death pool together here in our notes for Okay, well I'm not I can't participate in this. That's true. Yeah, so, so it's good. Well you can participate in Adventure know Time the ones. Answers. You can participate in Adventure Time ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do people die on that show? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people died in that first episode. <laughs> yeah, okay, show but I, I don't know which characters are the main oh, characters because there's so many. Finn? Just well, okay, Finn. I'm gonna. Okay, but uh, yeah, well, but the main ones can't die at least not for a very long time if they're going to. <laughs> well, we'll we'll move on to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. Okay, so remember, this is a show for children, and it rapidly goes off the rails. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, that first episode is so good. I, uh, like being able to watch it again, I was so happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I really want to get Sarah's first impressions. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think of Adventure Time previously? And it is a Buckwild show, so I want to know first impressions. <laughs> okay, well, um, I definitely it was definitely less dumb than I was expecting. I guess. <laughs> That doesn't sound like it's good, I and I don't. It's plenty dumb. I mean, but it's like funny yeah. because it's like dumb on purpose. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. and its own internal logic is there, and it's just mm-hmm. like very random. And I just appreciated it in the way that, like, a lot of shows are like, oh, that's so random, and like does random shit for no reason, like a Family Guy or something. Mm-hmm. But like this is like, it's random, but it's funny. Yeah, and that's why it, it's works even though it's dumb on purpose (laughs) like Mm -hmm. obviously it's i felt like it was smart in how it was dumb on purpose does that make Mm -hmm. sense no it it is okay (laughs) and also like i I, we're gonna put this spoiler or not a spoiler we're gonna put this statement up front it's a kid's show but it goes to some extremely weird places and it covers a lot of i would say fairly adult topics over the course of its its runtime yeah Season one is like, okay, wacky kids show. Season two onwards is like, okay, we can do tell some interesting stories and do some really crazy stuff with this. There's a lot of like really intense things that happen in this show. Like right. se- season two onwards, they got a little bit of space on the leash to play with. Like yeah. they were given, yeah. given some yeah. some places to work with. Mm-hmm. So uh, This is a pretty light episode overall. Mm-hmm. Both of them, um, you mean? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I loved the second one more than the first one. I, yes, me too. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's good stuff in both of them, but the lumpy space princess, lumpy space princess, is so funny. It's I loved her so idea. much. I said lump off, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I had that in my notes. I learned <laughs> the password to go <laughs> through the password, please. Whatever, two thousand nine. Um, I also noticed that uh, Lumpy Space Princess's house has a window and a chimney for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> makes that makes sense. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, I love that the Lumpy Space like entire thing is just like every like teen drama show from like the mid two thousands, just like totally amped up to an absurd level to like yes. twenty five. Make out point. It's just like yeah, uh huh. The weekly prom coming dance. Mm-hmm. I just the the so most relatable high school thing to me was when they were like, "We should totally TP someone's house." Is that something you did a lot in high school? Yes. Whoa! Tell story time. No. <laughs> yes. What if I'm her neighbors gonna... are listening? <laughs> well, please, they didn't know it was me. Uh, no. So in my youth group, oh we did God. this to each other all the time oh, because wow. we were. <laughs> quote unquote good christian kids who didn't drink which is true but that's what we we did vandalism instead so (laughs) (laughs) most of the time the person that we tp'd the most was our youth pastor and he would always catch us and make us clean it up but he always thought it was funny or at least he acted like he did i guess because he just had to accept it that it was going to inevitably keep happening so he had to just be like all right it's friday night those kids are gonna come back here we are again again. yeah 
and over the summer, since we all, we were all in a relatively privileged area, we didn't have to get summer jobs for the most part. So we just TP'd people all summer. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a crazy time in your life. Mm. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that, and there's the the weekly prom coming dance, which is a very good concept. Oh yes. yes. Although it sounds like a nightmare, which is what I wrote oh. down. <laughs> that many dances, nightmare. <laughs> the worst. Um, what was uh, what was Lumpy Space Princess's ex's name? It was like Brad or Chad. Brad. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. And then he was just like the smallest little you guy to make out yeah. with Brad. <laughs> I'm not gonna make out with you unless. <laughs> so good. Maybe um, I like that. So Jake gets bitten by LSP, and that's what makes this whole thing happen. And I love that Finn's reaction to it immediately. His first thought is mercy killing him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I have a question. Mm -hmm. So there's that intro, the little song and whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you eventually find out the story behind everything they show in that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Everything's like the, the questions. There's some well, there's that, the... that like girl that's like screaming. Yep. Oh, Marceline. Marceline. Yeah. Marceline. You'll, okay. you'll meet her. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is that She's like great. stuff yes, that is in the first season? And then as oh, yeah. the shows yeah. go, they have more stuff oh, yeah. in the intros? Yeah. Okay. No, the intro remains the same except for a couple of special episodes. Um, but uh, everything that's in that intro makes, makes sense and comes to life. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, I don't. I, I like that. I don't want to completely gloss over episode one with the zombies because mm-hmm. there are so many, so many good one-liners in it. Like the solve it or die. Get those hot buns in here, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Tree trunks. Tree trunks. Oh. Tree trunks is the best. She's super fucking weird, and she comes back uh-huh. all the time in weirder oh, and weirder situations. Literally, uh-huh. the next episode of Adventure Time that we're gonna watch is just about tree trunks. Is that the Crystal Apple one? Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh, it's so weird. It's so <laughs> fucking weird. Let me. Let so me I love that the person in charge of this place is Princess Bubblegum, and she's like a scientist princess, mm-hmm. but like also kind of yes. like an evil scientist. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> just well, like a little she's bit not of evil. a. But she's like, just amoral. But, right, right. She's just going for the science and not doesn't worry about the repercussions yes. mm-hmm. necessarily. I have a note on this where PB makes some mistake that she has to clean up. This is a classic AT episode, Adventure Time trope, where she makes some mistake that she has to clean up without anybody noticing. Mm-hmm. This would happen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I loved the Royal Promise Guardians. Oh, they're so it's good. Very do good. they come back a lot or no? Oh, yeah. Yes. They do? Okay. It's, they're, minor I love that you they're like, well, see- you have to do math. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wait, and they're like, wait, actually, wrong one. <laughs> two plus two. It's um, very good. I have a note on here that's just a quote. I don't know where this came from. And it's just, it's a blockano, the game of barricades. <laughs> yes. Oh, right. Because he's trying to keep them from looking outside. I wrote down uh-huh. blockado. Also. Oh, right. And he's so like, he convinces them to just playing. board up the windows. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It's part of the game. <laughs> it's blockano, the game of barricades. Yeah. When he, when he was going around, like trying to distract them from looking out the windows at the zombies, that was very funny. I really liked that part. Um, I have a connection from this episode back to Voyager. Should we do that now or should we wait a little bit? Sure. Oh, I think that we should do that yeah. now because we've been oh. recording for an hour. Don't squeeze me. I'll fart. Um, <laughs> so uh, this very first episode of Adventure Time casually reports that the dead can be brought back to life, which is kind of existentially terrifying when you think about it. Because you could just like, like, just like the doctor, you can have your lights switched off permanently and then turned right back on again, no problem. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's worse in the Adventure Time, though, because they're actually, like, sentient, like, li- mm. living creatures that come back to life. What, the Doctor isn't? Well, well the Doctor's not, also going a, to he's sleep. He's a computer program. Doesn't he fall in love with somebody? He he gets more depth as the show goes, but he's literally like just been switched on for the first time. Well, probably second time because there was he did have a cameo in First Contact, but I don't know which, which movie came out, which the show or the mm. movie. I don't know yeah. which one was first, but for all we know, this is the first time he's ever been activated, and that's why he has no people skills. <laughs> <laughs> that's not just because he's a doctor. Hey. <laughs> I think it even comes up that his. I think it comes up and is like relevant to the plot that he has terrible bedside manner, (laughs) but he gets better. He's a man. (laughs) 
I think it's. I'm sorry. Because the person who it's kind of like a data situation. Like he's based mm. off the guy who created him. Well, that and he's also sense. in a, a, like an emergency situation. He doesn't have time for people skills. He just needs right. that medical tricorder right now. Right. Right. He was just never like, meant to be this long term running program. Right. Yeah. He's just there to help in dire situations, which, but now he has to be the doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Always. Such a good concept. I know. Just like PB needs to get her, she needs to cloister herself in the lab so she can come up with a <laughs> potion that doesn't accidentally uh, turn people into zombies. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yes, it's very similar. If only she could get those three more drops of explosive diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, also, the one thing she needed to know was 2 plus 2 equals 4. <laughs> yeah, right. the answer was so simple. I was too smart to see it. <laughs> God, the voice acting in Adventure Time is all just so good, too. It is so good. John DiMaggio, so, one thing I, so glorious. I want to know, do we get to find out what's in that kid's backpack? Who, in Finn's? Yes. So many things. Uh, I mean, the answer is everything. Everything's in there? Pretty much. It's, <laughs> okay. It's whatever the plot needs to be in there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way... Did he ever take really... it off? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick correction, by the way. Uh, Tree Trunks is not the next episode. It is the one after that, so we'll cover it when we record okay. next week. So. so. I feel like that's the first like truly weird episode of Adventure Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, for sure. Know. I'm excited for it to go off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one, I watched that for the first time and I thought, what the fuck is this TV show for kids? <laughs> did you ever watch the, or did you watch the pilot when it first came out? Like when they first did that? Yeah. 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 That was. And I watched this as it was airing too. Yeah. It was wild. It, God. It felt, it felt weird to watch the first time. <laughs> yes, it did. We, yeah. We will have to watch that the like pilot with you at some point because it is <laughs> it is everything that like you know everything that you need to know from like from the pilot to watch every episode of Adventure Time like you don't need any context really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's let's share some closing thoughts. Um, in this case, let's talk about how we feel about going the the TV shows going forward. So the three of us having no familiarity with or, uh, Voyager. Uh, Nate, how do you feel about Voyager going forwards? I'm really excited for. I think it started off well and kind of set the stage for it to, I yeah, evolve to be very good. Um, I've seen a smattering of episodes, so I kind of have an idea of you know character stuff. But yeah, I am excited to get into it more. Ben, yeah, I love that they have such a like strong direction with the show going for like from that first episode like the whole goal of just getting home uh to me feels stronger than so, like the idea of just we're going to go on out on like a research exploration mission uh but yeah it's it feels really cool uh i'm i'm excited to to watch the rest of it i'm really excited too i can't wait to see neelix take more baths Oh my god. <laughs> and Sarah, how are you feeling about Adventure Time? I feel like it's Adventure Time gets it's not off to the same great start that Voyager is. Well, I don't know. I mean I think it's it's enough to make me excited to keep going, although it doesn't feel like there's a direction. I don't know if there's gonna ever be like a specific direction for the show, but like I like I thought it was funny and I'm excited to keep watching it. I think it's not something that I probably would have ever watched without doing this, but that's not because that's just because I probably wouldn't have like gravitated towards it otherwise. But I mean, I think it's funny and I am excited to keep watching it. Cool. I'm excited to keep doing this too. I'm, I, you know what? I've already come with one more connection than I thought we would find in Voyager and we found two this episode, so this is going to be a great podcast. This I can see no downsides sign. to this. Everything's <laughs> everything's working out just the way we planned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll wait for you here. Cue outro music. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Wait, um, are we not going to do the full quote? Not do the full thing? 
I don't know I don't, the full quote off the top of my head. So somebody either. else we'll do wait it. For you here. <laughs> in By, chat, it's, we'll wait for you here. By the mausoleum. By the mausoleum with oh, you want to do that? You want to do that whole thing low. every time? <laughs> I thought we were just going to do the Voyager part. Oh, okay. No, I'll do the whole thing. <laughs> well, there are four sections, right? So we could each say one. That's true. Andrew, do... Oh, yeah, that's okay. true. Yeah, you, you should do that one. Okay, now, Andrew should Which do... One? We'll wait for you here. Uh, who, oh, I see. Sure, yes. Who, <laughs> who, who's going to do by the mausoleum? <laughs> Probably the same order that we did the intro, huh? Okay, so okay. Sarah So next. I'll go second. And then uh, I have, with our backs turned, <laughs> Nate with our defenses lowered. <laughs> I love this. Okay. All right. Let's get a clean take on this. All right. We're leaving the, even though we're getting a clean take, this is all staying in, right? Right. I'm probably, yes. All right. Until next time, we will wait for you here. By the mausoleum. With our backs turned. And our defenses lowered. Boom, straight to the outro. Well-dressed pickles.